Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. Uh, today's episode is a super special episode. I bring you not only one guest, not two guests, but three motherfucking guests on today's podcast. Now, normally I just interview one person. We throw up a couple tracks and one of these rambling intros, and that's about it. Uh, on April 1st, uh, Lucero and Larian's Flask at Colorado Springs, Colorado, and they played the venue that I work at, uh, the Black Sheep. I took the night off so I could drink myself silly, and drink myself silly I did. Uh, before before the doors opened up, I interviewed uh, Ben Nichols downstairs in the basement of the Black Sheep. Now, I wasn't sure I was going to get this interview or not. Uh, the PR people had turned me down a couple times uh, as far as going to interview uh, Ben Nichols, but uh, when you listen to the end of this episode, it's kind of kind of makes sense why they would turn me down and it's because i get drunk and do retarded things and record them and throw them up on the internet and i love it i love making an ass out of myself and it's diy journalism all the way um but yeah so the pr people said no but i'm good friends with mary the merch manager for lucero uh she's a wonderful bartender at the whitewater tavern in little rock arkansas and she's just a wonderful kind gracious human being and uh, I got to know her from uh, the couple tours I went down there with uh, to the Whitewater with Drag the River and the other time I went with Mike D Michael Dean Damron and uh, to Cal Garage and I can look any some bitches in the house as well and uh, so she's a cool chick I walked up to her and I go hi Mary she goes hey oh hey I know you who are you oh you're Damien sweet and I'm like hey Mary look these guys Turn me down for this interview. What do you think? You think you can help me set one up? She's like, give me a minute. She comes back and is like, yeah, fuck yeah. I've been on, been on doing an interview with you in like 20 minutes. Uh, just he's doing whatever he's doing and, you know, he'll he'll come find you in here. Sure enough, he did. Uh, so the whole thing is, is that I showed up as soon as uh, load in at the bar and I proceeded to start drinking at, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon when I got there. I did not eat dinner because I was like, oh, I'll do the interview. I'll go grab dinner, and then I'll do the interview with Larry and his flask. That's not what happened. I got a really killer parking spot because I got there so early. By the time we got the interview done, doors were already open, and I chose not to go get dinner so I could keep my awesome parking spot in the Black Sheep, which I probably could have kept anyway if I just put a damn chair or bar stool or whatever in my parking spot with the Taco Bell. Could have come back. Anyway, I'm a fool. Uh, so I drink a ridiculous amount of booze. Uh, my good buddies, JJ Nobody from Drag the River and The Nobodies, Steve Bauer from Premier Tattoo and also of Drag the River and Buckle Nine fame. Um, and just so many friends I hadn't seen in so long. Shots after shot after shot after shot. And by the time Lucero hit the stage, I barely remember it. I kind of blacked out. Let, let's be completely honest here. I definitely blacked out. And instead of doing the Larry and his Flask interview before the show, I decided to do it after the show so I could get to watch them live a little bit and get a good get a good feel going. And by the time we did this interview, I was blackout drunk completely. I don't remember doing this interview. And it's pretty retarded. And I, I apologize to all special needs people who may be offended by that. But, ugh, man, <sighs> it's ridiculous. I almost didn't air it. I almost just threw this into the uh, recycle bin on the old computer there. But, uh... But Willie T. Taylor was in town to hang out for this uh, this show with the Black Sheep, and uh, he, he's played a couple other shows here in the area since then. And he was kind enough to say some very kind words. Dal from Larry and His Blast was kind enough to stop and talk to me and take me seriously, although I should not be taken seriously. 
And uh, I got some good information out of those guys. How, albeit I ramble and I kind of cry. I'm like, why aren't they doing this interview with me? Why is everybody over there? Well, it's because I was wasting their fucking time because I was fucking ridiculously drunk. But I did get some good quality uh talking to with uh dal and willie t taylor and rather than have them sacrifice their time for nothing we're gonna go ahead and air it and let's be honest here i'm a leo i love showing my ass i love making you know being a being the butt of my own jokes and uh definitely after listening to this larry and his flask interview at the end of this episode you'll see why pr people probably keep turning me down for episodes so oops uh oh well um, and another thing, I uh, I was very fortunate enough to meet Mr. Mark Marin from the What the Fuck podcast this weekend. Uh, he played in Denver on Friday and Saturday night, and we went to the Saturday night 1030 show, and uh, god damn, it was a good time. I haven't been to a professional stand-up show quite like that ever. Uh, mostly I go to see Looney's Comedy Club here in Colorado Springs, and it's uh, not not really the best stuff I've ever seen. I mean, it's not a big, huge uh, venue like Comedy Works in Denver, and Mark Marin was on top of his game. It was awesome. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, and afterwards, you know, I end up somehow being the last in line to meet Mark at the end of the uh, the end of the show, and I hand him a mostly harmless T-shirt, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I started podcasting because of you. Thank you so much." And he opens up the shirt and looks at me and goes, "Oh, hey, you emailed me. Thanks, man. How's the podcasting going?" And you know, it was a quick quick little awkward little talk and he said something about next time when he comes to denver he he wants to try to be on this show which god that just blows my mind i don't even think i want him on this show as awesome as that would be it kind of freaks me out a little bit to even think about it um but he was super cool super nice guy really awkward too i mean i mean it's mark Marin. You've listened if you've listened to his wonderful podcast and you know how kind of weird and eccentric and awkward he is and so meeting him was exactly what i thought it would be and uh so it just Thanks to you, Mark Marin, for being out there and doing what you do and inspiring me to do what I'm doing now. And I'm happier now than I have been in a long time making this retarded, and excuse me again for using that word, um, this stupid little show. And uh, without further ado, I'm just going to jump into this. Uh, I've got a live recording here from uh, the Black Sheep uh, with Lucero. It's going to be Women in Work off the new Lucero album, Women in Work. And I recorded this just on a simple Zoom a handheld condenser mic tape recorder digital thingy and uh, i really like the quality of it but my buddy james freeman runs a blog called uh let's let me look here that's the thing about that dot blogspot.com i'll have a link up at most of the harmless and he's got the full live show um that his buddy chuck recorded it's over on his website you can download it in its entirety he's got a ton of other great live sets from around denver um throughout the years uh Lots of Drag the River and Suburban Home Records stuff on there. Uh, r really good quality live recordings. Great dude. Great blog. I'm um, really happy to have him as a friend and supporter of the show. I owe him a t-shirt, which is still sitting in my room. I am awful at sending out my mail orders. Um, with that said, most of the time podcast.com. Visit the store. Buy a t-shirt. I might send it out eventually. No, um, so, yeah, we're going to open this bad boy up with Women in Work. We're going to head straight into my Ben Nichols interview. Uh, then we're going to head straight into another live song. It's Nights Like These, also from Lucero. And rather than me coming back and reintroducing the Willie T. Taylor, Larry and his flask, we're going to go straight into a Willie T. Taylor song. It's called Life is Beautiful. 
mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. I'll have the information on where you can find this song, Willie T. Taylor, and all the hilarious Flask Lucero information. And then uh, we're going to go straight into the drunken debauchery that is the hilarious Flask quote-unquote interview. Uh, then I'll probably come back, say my goodbyes. Thank you guys for listening and making it that far. And if you make it that far, we've got some bonus live tracks from uh, Larryness Flask live at the Black Sheep as well. Uh, so thanks, thanks for listening. This is your first time tuning in. Please don't be uh, don't be afraid to listen to some other episodes. They're a lot better than me being a drunken douchebag with Larryness Flask. Uh, with that said, I'm actually quite happy with the Ben Nichols interview. Um, he was a little hungover, a little tired, but man, we got some good stuff from him. So without further ado, this is uh, Women in Work from Loose Arrow. This one's called Women in Work, it's about missing it.
Hi, Ben Nichols. Uh, we're hanging out at the basement of the Black Sheep with uh, Ben Nichols from Lucero. Larry and his flask are sound checking right now, so we can kind of pick that up in the background. Yeah. But it's good fun. Uh, so how you how you doing, Ben? What's going on? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Been uh, I think we're about halfway through this uh, eight week tour, and so uh, yeah, it's been really good so far. Cool. So yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, I had a bunch. I I missed South by this year, but I know like 10, 15 people that saw you guys at least two two to three times a day. Yeah. Every day down there. Yeah, we they they ran us ragged. We were doing a yeah three. We were down there for three days, and we did two or three shows a day every day. So yeah, about eight shows in three days. Yeah, it was, South by Southwest is kind of ridiculous that way. But uh, but it was a good one. It was a good yeah. one this year. Yeah, I know a lot of bands like because I I went down there with Drag the River and Austin Lucas last year, and they were like, never again. Every band every band I've ever gone with to South by has been like, never again. We're not doing it again. And sure enough, two years later, they're doing it again in the same story. So is it the same way for you? Because it's just such a clusterfuck. It yeah, seems. it is. A, it's a little chaotic, but um, we got this new Women in Work record that it came out that same week. So we kind of had no choice but to go down there and kind of, you know. Promoted a little bit, I guess. Got to push it, but it's doing really well so far, right? It's doing good. We've got we're on a new label, ATO, and we've got new management with Red Light, and um, and so yeah, everything's everything's getting done the right way for the first time really ever. Cool. So um, so that's definitely helping. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it's been a while since we've had a record, so um, it's 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 doing all right. It's doing better than any record in the past has. So. Nice. Um, I, I, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, right. I wanted to talk about the la- the first time I ever saw you in this building. It was yeah. a very memorable show, at least for me. I'm oh, sure yeah. you don't even remember it. <sighs> Have we played here twice before or yeah. more than that? Yeah, yeah uh, twice, I think. The stage was different yeah. when we first played here. Um, the first time I saw you play here, you couldn't, you got, and people blame JJ Nobody for this. Oh, yeah. Um you got you so drunk that you got up there and you couldn't remember the words to half the songs. Yeah, it was a very fun night. There was um yeah, there was a lot of those <laughs> kind of shows in the old days. Um so yeah. Um and JJ, yeah, for sure, <laughs> likes to drink. And we'd known him for a long time. He'll and, be he'll uh, be out here tonight too. Cool. That would be good to see him. Um but nah now uh, you know, we've got new band members, we've got horn section, we've got pedal steel player, we've got keyboard player. And so now I've got so many band members. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta stay more sober because yeah. I, I can't, I can't get up there and just be a fucktard yeah. all the time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I want to be good because I'm having so much fun playing yeah. the music. Uh, back in those days, I, I was doing a zine, same name as the uh, show we're doing, uh, mostly harmless. And I wanted to do an interview, but at, at the time, like you were like, yeah. "Sorry, man, we can't do it." I had this whole idea after watching your set that we should talk about booze. And I kind of, and it still seemed like a good idea. So I was just curious, what's, what's your booze of choice? What's your weapon of choice when it comes to drinking? Yeah, it's pretty much Jameson. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the go-to drink. Um, so yeah, there's still lots of shots of Jameson are involved in most Lucero shows. Um, tequila every now and again, but uh, yeah, Jameson's pretty much it. What 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 will elicit a bad night with you drinking? Like tequila for me is awful. I can't drink it. I, I turn into a incredible Hulk. So I mean, right. like, what's bad for you? Um, well, I don't know. Nothing in particular. It's uh, I don't know. If uh, if you don't, if you spend all day not eating, and all of a sudden pile a bunch of booze, like on top of no dinner. Um, That's what yeah, I'm doing right now. It's the more. <laughs> it's the. 
you know, you, you don't want to drink for 12 hours straight. Right. It's the, yeah. Once you get into 6 a.m. hours and you're still drinking, that's, yeah, that's not going to be good. Yeah. All right, well, that, that's really all I had to, like, I, I back then in those days, I was like, I can make a whole interview out of us talking about <laughs> drinking. But we were we were pretty both inebriated that right. night. So, right. um, so moving on, um, where are you from originally? You're not from Memphis. No, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, oh, yeah. which is like 130 miles from Memphis. Yeah. So. Which is where I saw you last, um, yeah. hanging out at the old Whitewater. Yep. Um, so, what are your earliest memories of like finding music? Like, what was the first things? Like, uh, I tell the story when I was a little boy. I was probably about eight years old, sitting in front of uh, Bruce Springsteen, sitting in front of the stereo, listening to Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA." Just that one song over and over and over again, right. and it's kind of like shaped my entire. I can literally link everything I listen to back to that in some way. Was there something like that for you? Like, you're yeah, um, like when I was real little. And, like, you know, four years old. Um, yeah, I had a little Winnie the Pooh record player, you nice. know. But uh, my dad had just a handful of 45s. Not a, not a big collection or nothing, but um, it was just old songs like uh, like Bill Haley and the Comets, like Rock Around the Clock and Rock and Robin and that kind right. of stuff. Um, and those were the songs that I, yeah, that I really gravitated towards. And so, so yeah, that was... From a very early age, yeah, that was the rock and roll that I fell in love with. Yeah. So, and, and it, it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the stuff you're still playing is still very much based on that whole thing. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like with the last record, we added the horn section and kind of kind of accentuated that stack soul side mm-hmm. of things of the Memphis sound. But on this new record, um, there's a lot of Sun Studios in there. There's a lot of Jerry Lee Lewis boogie woogie piano stuff and and yeah, Bill Haley and the comments saxophone parts, and um, so yeah, no, it's still very much. Uh, yeah, I still like that stuff. Yeah, um, and, and then like, when was it that you? De- when was it that you decided that like you started? When did, when did you start playing guitar? Uh, not until Lucero started actually. Oh really? I started playing bass guitar with some kids down the street when I was fourteen. You know, t- yeah. 12, 13, 14. And it was in my first band when I was 15 um, that actually went out and played shows. Um, and so then I played bass up until I was 24, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then me and Brian started Lucero, and neither one of us really played guitar, but since it was just the two of us, we yeah, somebody had to play guitar. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we both kind of learned how to play guitar uh, by being in Lucero. Yeah. Were you always uh, the singer? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, in the first few bands I was in, I was just playing bass. Um, but I started writing songs kind of from the very beginning. Um, I don't think anybody wanted me to be the singer ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, eventually when I was 19, I tricked some guys into being in a band and and then really started writing songs and really started trying to, I don't know, trying to do it for real. Right. You know? And so, yeah, never looked back. Hell yeah. Uh, do you write anything else? Um not fiction, really. non-fiction no, journals. Like, uh, no. If I was gonna, one day, actually, I will write and illustrate a graphic novel of some kind. Nice. That's my other career choice. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Once I can find a good story to tell in a little bit of time, uh, that's something that I would like to do. Yeah. But as far as poetry or short stories or fiction, nah, nah, I haven't written anything since I was yeah. in college. Yeah. Uh, what, what comic books, graphic novels are you into? What, uh, what kind of stuff would you write to? 
Man, I don't. I had one actually that was kind of loosely based on my grandfather and him coming home from World War II to you know small town Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll revisit that. But um, I don't know the stuff I'm buying today. I love all the Hellboy stuff. Hell yeah. I love all the Conan stuff. The new Conan stuff is really good on Dark Horse. Um, but my all-time favorite is still Love and Rockets by the Hernandez brothers. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. So, so yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. I'm kind of picky. Um, <laughs> it's not like I read everything, but uh, but the stuff I do read, I, I really do, really do love. Cool. Um, so Lucero's been around for what 14 years. Yep. You've been songwriting since you were 19. <clears throat> yeah, probably um, since yeah for good. 20 years and then the new records have like a whole new different vibe to it um what how much is what's the difference now in the songwriting versus i don't know 10 years ago like has it has that changed and evolved i don't know uh not necessarily um i think each you know each record or each batch of songs um yeah you're you're always going to be in a different place right um each time you sit down to write a batch of songs um but I think, in general, uh, in general, they're still coming from the same place. Um, the process hasn't changed at all. Um, and yeah, I think with this one, maybe what sounds different is uh, I consciously, I knew I had the horn section in place, and I knew I had Rick on keys and Todd on pedal steel, and um, I kind of set out to make a rock and roll record. And so, so yeah. This one, it kind of had a direction from the beginning. And so, so yeah, that's probably what that difference is that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still, like, I, I listened I listened to the new album today, and then I turned around and listened to uh, Tennessee. Sure. Yeah, it, and I listened to them back to the back, and other than production and it just being a bigger album, it's all, the core of it's still It's still the same. same. I think so, yeah. too. I think so, too. Um, so what, how, do you, uh, how do you feel about criticism? Because I know there are some people that hate right. the, the new stuff passionately, but yeah. I, I, I don't see that big a difference. Yeah, me neither. I don't think most of those folks know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, and, yeah, some, some folks have never liked Lucero. And, um, yeah... I don't know. I, I don't pay much attention to it because yeah. I can't. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if they don't get it, they don't get it. In three years, they'll probably get it then. Yeah, like, three years will be like, oh, this is a great record. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you're if you're an 18-year-old kid running a blog and you love Tennessee, yeah, the new record's not going to speak to you the right. same. Um, and, yeah, in five years maybe it will. But right now, no, you're not going to get it. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, this new album is most it, like it, it's kind of a concept album too. In that, uh, it from what I read, it's it's a lot about Memphis and the people of Memphis, kind sort, of. Sort of. Not. I don't think that was intentional, but it, maybe it just kind of ended up being being that way. Um, but it definitely, we definitely wanted to um, kind of uh, I don't know give credit to uh, you know the city of Memphis and its musical history and kind of. Um, I don't know. Pay homage to that sort of anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, um, like you, you've got twelve songs. How many hit the cutting room floor for this record? Man, nothing. We used everything we had. Wow. Um, so that's, that's pretty confident. Uh, it was just as uh, I kind of we were we booked the studio time. We had a certain amount of time to work with, 
And yeah, I just didn't have a lot of extra songs this time. Um, I've got some stuff now, but it wasn't quite ready by the time the record was done. So we pretty much had 11 songs and a bonus track, and we recorded them, and that's and that's what we had. So so yeah, there's actually no outtakes from this record. Nice. Um, you've you've been playing a little bit more solo. Like you played Illegal Pete's solo yesterday. Do you mm-hmm. like doing the solo thing? Is that something you're gonna see keeping up in the future? Um, yeah, that'll always be a part of it. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, that'll always be something we do, but it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not my main focus. It's not like um, Chuck Reagan and the Revival Tour or uh, Tim Berry. Um, Lucero is still definitely my main, mm-hmm. my main uh, project. My main goal. <laughs> most every most every song I'm writing is is going to the band. Um, so one day, if I end up with a bunch of extra songs or something. Maybe I'll do another solo record, um, just for the hell of it. But uh, right now, Lucero's keeping me real busy. Do you like the comfort of having these guys surrounding you on stage too every night? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's yeah, and playing solo can be fun in a different way. But um, yeah, I like playing in a rock and roll band. Yeah. Um, so like w- with the acoustic thing, like you, it, it was mostly a concept record about uh, Cormac McCarthy's. Blood Meridian. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you are are you afraid to take chances with anything like that? Like, is that's that seems to me like a pretty big chance writing a concert concept record. How how big are you? And then adding the horns that seems like a a logical step, but it's still a chance. Um, are you afraid to take these kind of chances or? No, no. I think um, yeah. The last pale light in the West. Um, there was yeah. It's based on Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy, and each song is except for the first song is a character's name from the book. And um, yeah, he just had a, there were a lot of good lines. It's a really brilliant novel, and uh, there was a lot of imagery that I wanted to kind of borrow, and a lot of lines I kind of wanted to incorporate into songs. So the logical thing to do is make it a very obvious kind of concept yeah. record. Um, and so yeah, I don't really do the book justice necessarily, but it was just kind of an experiment, and it was fun. Um, and yeah, it's. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't taking it too seriously. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, adding the horns was an experiment when we first did it. But now they've they've been become very ingrained in the sound that we're pursuing. And uh, and yeah, some fans hate it. Some fans love it. Um, and yeah, that's all kind of beside the point. Because um, yeah, I'm just having so much fun making these making these records and playing these songs live and it's exactly what I want to be doing right now oh yeah and you know the next record could be be all bagpipes (laughs) you know Um, all bagpipes and just chanting Um, and yeah some people would hate it some people would love it it'd be the same fucking story oh yeah you guys have been operating at this kind of level for a while actually you guys actually seem to have with the help of Warped Tour and whatnot like taken it to a next level I was going to say like you guys have been keeping it to the same pretty much the same level for a while now I think um, well we spent the last couple of years not doing many headlining shows we did the Warp Tour we did we were with Social Distortion yeah. for a long time and so yeah but the last three years between 1372 and this new record uh, we've been on the road a bunch but we've been playing in front of different crowds I guess yeah. and so so yeah hopefully we've We've added some of those people to to our crowd, and 
I think we've grown a little bit in the last three yeah. years. So yeah. the the shows have all been really good on this tour. Yeah, Mo- most of them have sold out, right? Almost a all lot of them have. A lot of them yeah. have. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, it's great. Can't ask for anything better. It's kind. Of, it seems like it would be kind of mind blowing to be like, God, all these people coming to see me. Is it yeah, still? It, yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't really know where the hell they came from, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad they're there. Do, do you like operating at this level, or would you rather slow it down a little bit? Do you miss the slower life? Ever? No, no. This is this is good. Um, Up and ante. Yeah. No. Um, and I got this. Yeah, I've got a big band to feed, um, <laughs> and so yeah, it's this is. This is very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about inspiring an entire generation of punk rock kids to pick up acoustic guitars? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can take credit for that. Yeah. Um, Chuck Reagan might be doing that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I got into it before Chuck hit the acoustic thing. Like, it was Drag the River and Lucero, and I was like, yeah. country's cool. Yeah, Drag the River's been doing it forever. Um, and yeah, we were kind of, we both kind of started around the same time, and then happened to get to know each other a few years down the line um and yeah and they saw john snodgrass the other night they're they're still good friends of ours um yeah good yes um but yeah i don't know it's uh yeah we've kind of we've been doing the same uh thing for a long time now um so i don't know we'll see i i i think it's too early to say if we've actually influenced anybody for better or for worse yet yeah we'll see um, anything else you want to talk about about the new album? Like, are you happy with it? Excited? Man, I love it. Yeah, I was, um, I was, uh, I was really pleased with. Uh, I mean, everybody just was playing their asses off. Uh, Rick and the Horns and Todd Bean is great on this record. Todd Bean playing pedal steel, um, and he's also in the Glossary, right? He's in Glossary, which is an excellent band, um, one of my favorites. Um, and so, so yeah. I think just everybody just poured their heart and soul into their parts, and um, and so yeah, we I, we really we hit the mark that I was aiming for, right. um, and we made the record that I really wanted to make, um, and so yeah, and I love playing the songs every night. So so yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's. I think it's all right. Yeah. My my first impression was, man, these guys went full blown Springsteen. But uh, just reading about, you know, what you guys have had to say about it, I, and then now I can see all these other different aspects. It's not just like that full blown. It's more or less what Springsteen was channeling what twenty, thirty years ago. Maybe so. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he was always, you know, obviously he's a big Chuck Berry fan. Right. Um, you know, he was a big, just kind of old school rock and roll fan. Um, and he, that's kind of always been what he preaches is uh, you know rock and roll can mm-hmm. save your soul and save the world and yeah rock and roll is <laughs> the savior sort of um, and all these guys Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry and Buddy Holly and all those guys were kind of you know gods in, have, have, in have you met any of those guys no I haven't um, the, the ones that are still kicking of course <laughs> yeah no no I'd be scared to death of Chuck <laughs> Berry Jerry Lewis too but uh, but I love them you know Mm-hmm. But um, no, we've got a good relationship as it is. We should probably just leave it at that. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, so okay, well, I, I I'm about run out of cool. stuff. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any any what's coming up? What's happening? You guys uh, got right run- now just staying on the road. Yeah. Um, we've got I don't know. There'll be some random festivals that we'll play this summer. Um, hopefully we can get to Europe and Australia mm-hmm. and do some more uh, foreign stuff. So so we'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, no, I think that covers it pretty well. 
right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out, Ben. Yeah, man.
It's chief singing towns it's an all night long It's a hard working day It's a good leather belt It's a 69 Dodge It's that grape vineyard silt It's a good road to tillin' It's a five-pound bass It's an old bluebird school bus It's my sweet baby's laugh It's that pasture at dawn It's that worn-out old barn It's a sweet flat top hat, your overalls tattered and torn. It's a good sipping whiskey. It's a smoky old bar. It's a banjo from Bob and it's Jim's old guitar. It's a river so cold It's Benny's homemade wine It's old folks in love Still drinking side by side It's buckets of joy It's a pinch of sorrow It's us singing in the streets like we're all dying tomorrow It's playing catch with my boy It's a chicken fried steak It's I got your back brother, it's whatever it takes Is that pretty, pretty girl? It's my wiffle ball team It's everything sacred It's that slow-moving dream You ask me where I'm from Well, this is where I'm from You ask me where I'm from, this is where I'm from. So Willie T, Willie T, describe yourself Willie T. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm from a cattle ranching family in Oakdale, California. I come from the hills there. It's right between San Francisco and Yosemite, and I like playing music. Uh, we have a lot of rodeo stars from my town, and we have a, a lot of songwriters from my town. And there was a time when there was rodeo stars, and they called it the cowboy capital of the world. But uh, now it's time for the songwriters to evolve, and uh, we're having a great time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Well said. Well Ho- hopefully this will work out, because uh, I, d- I had to turn up the volume on the... Uh 
I had to um, let me see uh, turn up the volume on the um, how do you say microphone settings here um, we are here with Mr. Willie T and um, how do you uh, how do you say Willie and his flash Willie like like penis Willie Larry Willie Willie no, like, will I'm he? sorry I've been drinking a lot no I know no, but it's more like will he fucking question existence will he fucking take it to the level will he question everything will he take it to the level yes will he will yes he will will he sell you reefer yes he will will he drink tea will he yes, grow he will. you tight reefer yes he will <laughs> will he tap will he tea? make you a glass of tea yes he will with honey black girl Yes, Great will. Earl Grey is what I meant. Black Girl. <laughs> you want a glass of Black, black Girl? Oh, oh, all right, girl. anyway, yeah. Oh, stop that. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Um, Moving uh, on. Um, what we do is, it's it's not so much questions. It's more like, Answers. we just chat. We just chat. We just hang out. And um, first off, I have to apologize. The first time you guys came to Colorado Springs, you guys played Kinfolks. Yep. Yes. I thought that was the second time. Was I there? No, it was the first time. I was there the second time. That is my fault. You guys played Kim Folks. Thank you, man. That was that. Thank you for your fault. It turned out great. That turned into the most incredible relationship with any fan base we've ever had. And I'm pissed off in a drunken way because it it wasn't me. What what happened was was you guys went. We want to play July 5th at the Triple Nickel, and I went. Nobody's going to fucking come on a Sunday night in Colorado Springs <laughs> at the Triple Nickel. What day is it right now, Damien? Sunday, right? Yeah, well, it's a Sunday night, and it's April 1st. But uh, what happened was was I said, but nobody's going to come to the Triple Nickel April uh, July 5th. Here's my buddy Shitty's email address. Yeah, <laughs> Dude. Thank, and, you. Uh, thank you. Thank very you very much. Like, thank you for the you, shitbagger, dude. You yeah. fucking shit made bagger. our lives so fucking great. I love the yeah. shit Thank you so but, much. And, and, and you know what? Like, you guys would come through. You guys would blow up Colorado. And I'd be like, but I gave them his email address. It's all me. I got I got so bummed. And then finally, I got you guys at Triple Nickel. And we sold out a Monday fucking night. Yes, sir. 160 people in triple nickel on a Monday night and then here it is a Sunday night yeah I don't know I've been drinking why don't you join in on this interview cord yeah, yeah we're, we're here he's got it on tape I look good but, he, but here's what's great here's what's great this, I've got a heart on my sleeve right here and you know who did it this motherfucker here cord right here gentlemen at the table and uh, no, I, 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 I get so much shit. I get so much shit for having a, literally having a heart on my sleeve from uh, Mr. Court Robinson right there, who I didn't, I didn't mean to embarrass you. You sweet guy, it's casual. Yeah, but, um, but so, like, you guys, like, I'm not going to lie. Tonight, I saw you guys on the big stage, the Black Sheep. This is the big venue here. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Is this a big venue? This this is honestly the big venue here, unless you can pull a couple thousand people. Where's that? Um, Where do we need world arena. <laughs> <laughs> the world, uh, like moving on up. 
Brad Rubin? Uh, Willie Nelson couldn't even pull in like a few thousand people. But but no, it, it's like um, you guys play. God damn it, I'm fucking. We're all wasted. Well, and loudly and. We're, we're having a good time. Yeah. That's what we're doing. But, but still. No, 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 no. So, how does it feel going from playing, like, I've watched you guys play dive bars and play, like, the little corners of these little rooms to playing a big stage? Like, what do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? What do you think about? You, well, well, uh, let me say, uh, how do you feel about playing those, these, these big, uh, these big venues versus the uh, tiny, uh, how do you say, um... Hydraulic? Hydraulic? Is that the word? Uh, no, uh, small venues. Hydraulic to the black sheep. You, you, get in, you get in where you fit in. And if you don't fit in, you put on a magnum, baby, because you're going to slip it in and make a rock and roll fucking night. And that's what we're doing in Colorado. That's what we're doing in Colorado. We're fix, putting a big thing and a little thing and making a scream. So fucking log on. You're making it rain? Oh, all over. <laughs> oh, oh, Willie T. Will, Willie T. How do you I feel do about have an answer to this for them? Can I speak for the Flash? Please, speak. please, yes, Willie T. Will, oh, Willie T. Uh, of course. Yeah, what, I, what was, I came. I, well, I did come through the second time, and the first place I've ever arrived in in Colorado was the Kinfolk. Yeah. And it it was uh, it was one of those nights. It was interesting. It was fun, and uh, it was beautiful. And I'll say that uh, this time. When I see them at this place, which this is black sheep, yeah, it's a black sheep, and uh, it's one of the top places in Colorado Springs. I'm not agreeing with that, but uh, I'd have to say that it is a room. It's kind of big and neat, and everybody had a great fucking time tonight, and everybody's shirts were off, and that's when, back in my hometown, that means shit went down. It's called getting handsome, and right. like Flask, Lucero, me, we got handsome. Everything went down tonight, and it's fun. But I will say this: that uh, it doesn't matter what, where you're fucking playing, dude. You could jump in that. Dow could jump in that dumpster and shake down the fucking roof, dude, and it could flip right over and just be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. So, fuck, whatever kind of like. It's just this jive. It's just a jive, and we love people. We love meeting people, and the more people we meet, we just love it, and it just comes, and we just love talking to them. We love meeting them, and that's just where it's at, and it has nothing to do. And tomorrow night, fuck, let's go to Kinfolk. Let's play it. You know what I mean? It doesn't even matter whatever goes down. But I will say that tonight, this show here at the Black Sheep and watching these boys... From the time I went to the kinfolk, there was no fucking horn section. There was no nothing <laughs> going on. Like, this is like, they were tight and they were crazy. And they made me, they got me into a frenzy. Okay. And uh, that's, and my friend Emily even said, like, everybody from the town's here. Like, I haven't seen these people in so long. Like, these guys just come to town and they bring everybody together. And that's really, like, what we do. Whatever. Like, that's what it's all about. I, you know, 
You can have like you can work for PG&E and be like, you can brush your teeth with an electric toothbrush. I'm a PG&E man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but our job is just fucking. Let's just sit here for a couple hours and just fucking lay it down. Party, hang out, drink a little, fucking not drink a little, smoke a little, not smoke a little. <laughs> just let's fucking chill, listen to some shit. Let's just see what's going on. And it's the greatest job I've ever had. And I've had fucking a million jobs. And these guys have had a million jobs. And this is the job that we choose. And we like it. And we don't have to have this job. We can do something else. We can fucking be the... This little fucking street sweeper you ever seen, dude. And we dig it. But this is just what we dig. We don't care if anybody fucking digs it. This is what we dig. We feel good doing it. It just feels nice. <laughs> if you don't fucking like it, you don't have to. Fuck off. Go somewhere else. <laughs> we don't care. But we do like bringing people together. And uh, when everybody's just chilling, having a good time. And there's so many variables involved in this business. And I don't like the word business at all, but... There's obviously like money exchange, but it's just a lifestyle. We like this lifestyle, and people just have a good time. People have a good time, and they might not have a good time. They might get in a fight. They might rip some hair out. They might fucking do some kind of thing on a night that just wasn't their night to have a fucking great time. But we had a great time. You know? last, last night, the only people that got in a fight was our friends. <laughs> the, pe- the people that were on the list <laughs> yeah, in Denver you know that's, you that's our friends yeah exactly it was yeah. just their night to um, who knows yeah. you never know there's so many variables but we just like it we can do anything like we can work at a grain yard we can be <laughs> harvesting goat milk we can be pushing teats off a goat dude and you know we'd be great at it but we don't give a fuck dude this is what we really like to do and it doesn't pay shit it doesn't pay shit sometimes you know what i mean and it's just like this weird thing and it's just like and then all of a sudden one day it's just like sometimes you're milking a golden goat and you're like yeah fucking dude living in malibu sometimes we um, get five bucks you know, a day sometimes sometimes we get five bucks a day and then you gamble it away on a game of CeeLo. yeah and then everybody dollar stops, game and their per diem's gone dollar Let's game go. right now will Let's go. Yeah. You got a dollar game? <laughs> I got all kinds of shit, dude. Right. You got some dice? Yeah, I do. <laughs> there we right go. in my pocket. <laughs> no, oh, we'll play later. No, no, let's let's, let's, let's interview with, with uh, Lucero. Let's talk so, now. Okay. Is your 50. Okay. Weird. Yeah. And I think you... Yeah. Well, I think it's just you, me, and uh, Jess here. Yeah. So what? So what's your questions? What you got? Dude, I don't even know now because we've been playing gambling. We um, we played a game. It was great. It was fun. Played a game of dice. It was solid. It was legit. Okay. Uh, All right. Here we go. What do you got? You guys just played the big room here in town. Mm-hmm. And as I tried to, like, I always try to open up with something personal. And I'm like, hey, I did not book you guys the first time, but I hooked you guys up with the good dude. Anyway, yeah. let, let, let's just go with... Um, what kind of rooms do you guys like playing? Anywhere that uh, anywhere that like any, yeah, basically anywhere that that we can hang out and see some good friends and 
have it be packed. Right. Like, you know, you could play in you. It's happened to us before. You know, you right. can play an amazing place, like really great monitors. Like it sounds great on stage, and it, you know, it's maybe like a, I don't know, like a six hundred cap room, right. and it, you know, there's like two hundred people there. You know, even even one hundred people there. That that's more common. You know, with us. You know, you play a great room, and there's like a hundred people there, and. It, you know, it just feels empty. Like there, there's, there's a, there's a big. I don't know. There's, it's a, definitely a, a big. Uh, I don't know. A disparity. I don't know. Kind of like a learning curve. Sort of. How about learning curve? I don't know. Sort uh, of. I don't know. Like it, You know, it's it's just not really worth it. Like if, if you had the option. To, to play a basement with 100 people like packed to the brim mm-hmm. or play like a 600 cap room like there's no you know it doesn't matter like what what anything sounds like like if you have that energy there with, and, and with, with people packed in right. the room you know it, it's it's definitely more preferable you know I um talking about that energy I listened to your uh the new full length, the full length album. I listened to it two or three times, and I don't want to say I was disappointing because it's a goddamn great album. But how is it going into a studio with the live show you guys have? Because you guys have a fucking intense live show. It's and know, then I can imagine there's a definite like like, well, how are we going to capture that yeah. type I'm, of feeling? I'll say that that we are all very excited about this this new EP that's going to come out this summer we were hoping to have it out already yeah but like you know the way things go what what uh, labels it? it's uh, uh it's you know it's just going to be Silver Sprocket well maybe AB. I don't know maybe I don't know like we're 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 still in the middle of like figuring out like mm-hmm. all of the logistics of it um uh I don't know there's there's been people that have that have been uh been excited about about it I don't know I, I, but, I'm excited about but, it, but like we are all very excited about of of how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we we were working with a friend. You know, things worked out to where we could we could actually like record in a I don't know in a much more conducive conducive environment to what we what we really need. You know, right. we you know we really need someone that that knows us. And that can work with us and like all our like small idiosyncrasies, you know, and and so um, like what we've heard that has come back to us, like we're very excited about. Right. Like like that's that's kinda exactly what we were shooting for the whole time. Right. You know. Like the full length is great. It sounds it sounds it, awesome. It really is, but it but, but it isn't but it I don't know. I will say personally, it isn't exactly what what I was shooting for. Like as far as as far as sound goes, and you know, it sounds awesome. It's just you know, it, it, that's it just, just the way it goes. You know, yeah. we were it, working with with a with a mutual friend who hadn't seen us and doesn't know us personally, and now we are working with someone that knows us personally. It and just, it, it just doesn't have that overall like 
Oh my God! There's this is the best ba- because you guys have there, to, you there, guys there's have some to, grit that is that is missing, right? And yeah. you guys have that thing, like even tonight, like watching you guys. I've seen you guys play on right in venues one fifth the size of what you played tonight, and it's like yes. And that mm-hmm. album fails to capture that, but but I mean, but how, that, that's how the many, whole thing. I mean, right, how right. many how many albums and how many shows? Right, yeah. You know. Like I, I, there's there's so many bands that that I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, where I feel the exact same way. Right. You know, like it's it's difficult outside of a live album to well, capture what, capture that that energy. Yeah. Are you going to do a live album soon? Do you guys? What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't I, say soon. I mean, we will. It's yeah, just a matter of, of time. Yeah. You know, it's we. You know, things things move slow. For us, as far as <laughs> as far as releases go, you know, like we spend so much time on the road. And, right. Yeah. And, and how much time is that on the road? It's, there was it's pretty much constantly, right? There was not as much these days, but there was there was one year that it was like 200 days mm. that we were playing shows outside. Like, two, I I looked it up. It was 200 days outside of our town, out of the 365. But we've been slowing down a little bit, just trying to find that good balance. We haven't really found it yet. We still spend a lot of time on the road, but like we've been we've been working on finding finding the good balance of of like road time, home time. You know, most everybody's got their lady friends, and you know, and you know, it's we you know even outside of that, you know, we have all our friends at home and our family. And, and we've been working on trying to, to find the right balance of that. Well, and, it's and, always a struggle. Yeah. And speaking of family, like I, I've, I've read that you guys have had a lot of sickness through the out the family. Like, does that help hurt? Like, I guess cancer and whatnot. No, I don't know. Um. Oh, they're playing over there. Yeah, they're, they're rolling. Hey, you doing LCR? I don't know why they're not over here talking to me on my uh, I wanna, little. I want to do a game of LCR before. Um, like no, I, it, I, I don't it know definitely about it. it definitely helps having like your best friends and what is essentially your family, you know, on the road. You know, you you're going through some tough times and like things are crazy at home and you know you have your your entire family in the van with you, you know, and it, that's been a definitely been a big source of uh of i don't know is it's not inspiration it's not hope but i mean it's but but it helps, it's, you, get, it's support. It helps you go through it yeah support, support. for sure brotherhood it's yeah all, we're all brothers here yeah totally they're over there playing dice without us yeah. they said they'd come do interviews with us but they're doing dice without <laughs> us but no um so dow right yes I've, I've been drinking i'm sorry i've Forget fucking names like I forget yeah, fucking cheers. Vaginas. All right. Um, what are you looking forward to for next? Next, because like, I mean, you guys are hitting that next level right now. You're on that next level. What's what's gonna happen next? What are you excited about, Dal? Um, 
we've like collectively we've been waiting to go to Europe and oh wow just been? not yet wow. and just the other day uh, uh, like yesterday or the day before that uh, our tickets are official we officially got tickets to Europe like we have all those shows you know locked down and uh, and now it's official we are definitely going Great. To, <laughs> to Europe and <laughs> rolling those dice <laughs> oh, yeah. How um, are you guys going to stick with? Uh, I, I know um, the Sprocket. Those guys are really good for right now. Are you going to stick with them for the for a little bit? Or are you looking we, for a bigger label? Or what's going on with that? You know we we appreciate friends. Yeah, you know that's you know we know Avi and we've known yeah. him for a long time with Silver Sprocket and, yeah. and 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 he does the Mitch Clem stuff too. Oh yeah, he he does a lot of things. Yeah, he's. You know, Good dude. yeah, and it, you know, he's done a lot of stuff in the past as well, like out, like even before Silver Sprocket, mm-hmm. you know, and we stick with our friends and our family, and so, like we, we appreciate like a handshake deal, you know, oh, like yeah. if I don't know, like contracts and deals and papers and like that. That's kind of weird for us, you know. Like yeah. we, I, I don't know. Personally, I, I really don't want to work with anybody that's not our friend. Cool. Well, yeah. Where do you want to take this next, other than Europe? Where Where are you looking to take a Larynx Flask? I would. We'll go to the ends of the earth. Fuck yeah! Everywhere. Right. Yeah. When will you shave your beard? I don't know. I I was actually thinking about it uh, this trip, maybe starting over. I don't know. <laughs> I, this is this one's been going for a little over a year now. Looks good. I I bet even with a short beard, you're still a handsome fella. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We'll see. You gotta, you gotta respect the beard, well, uh, man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, let's let's go do, let's go drink some let's, more. Let's let's go roll some dice. Yeah, fuck yeah. See see if they're doing LCR. All right, Dal. Thanks 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 for being the one to come and talk to me while the rest of the guys <laughs> shooting dice. It's fun. Handshakes. We'll do it some more. <laughs> All right, buddies. Thanks for uh, hanging in there and sticking in. And if you made it this far, I applaud you, my friends. Because man, that Larry and his flask interview was pretty rough. I really cringe when I listen to it. I did edit out a five-minute dice game we played in the middle of the interview, um, and I almost cut the interview short a couple times just so you wouldn't have to listen to me anymore. Um, but still, thank you to Dal and Willie T. Taylor, and I believe Jesse was involved in the first like five minutes of the interview, but he disappeared. And thanks to my friend Jess for hanging out and bullshitting with us too. Um, again, I'm sorry I was so drunk. I wish I could promise you that that's not going to happen again, but I can almost guarantee you that on a future episode, I will be equally as drunk, if not more drunk, trying to interview bands and making a complete ass out of myself. So, But thanks again to Willie T. Taylor and uh, Dal and Jesse and all the Larry's Flask guys for sitting down and talking with me. Special thanks to Mr. Ben Nichols for talking to me before the show. And very thank you, big thank you to Mary, whose last name I do not know. Uh, Mary, the merch manager for Lucero and wonderful bartender at the Whitewater Tavern in Little Rock, Arkansas. And a huge thanks to Mr. Travis Hill and Jod Snodgrass for both emailing Ben and uh, Lucero boys and trying to make sure this interview happened. Uh, it's good to have friends and 
high places or low places. I don't even know. Uh, but I, I love all of my friends and thank them for uh, helping make this happen. Um, met Todd Bean that night, the uh, steel pedal steel player for uh, Lucero. He's also in the glossary. And I'm very excited that I get to go see the glossary here in a uh, couple, what, uh, April 21st in Waverly, Alabama at the old 280 Boogie. I'm going to go hang out with my uh, my good friend, Miss uh, Amy Bentley, and she's dragging me down to this uh, event. Austin Lucas is going to be there, Central Matic. Uh, let's see. I got I got that whole thing here. Lee Baines III, uh, Pine Hill Haints, Lazy Birds, Hooray for Riff Raff, a whole bunch of other stuff. I'll probably throw a link up on the uh, Most of It Harmless page, too, as well for that. Hopefully I'll meet a couple of you listeners out there. It should be a good time. Uh, I'm going to quit rambling. Uh, visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com for all information on all the artists here on today. If you somehow actually liked what you heard, please uh, please leave us a little iTunes review. Go to iTunes. Click that little five-star. Write a little review, buddies. Uh, like us on Facebook. Send me some emails. Tell me I'm a fool. Tell me I'm a drunken asshole. Uh, visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. I got T-shirts up there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about it, guys. So, uh, we're going to leave you with uh, a couple tracks from Larry and his Flask Live. Uh, I did a little research. I could not figure out what albums and what songs these were. Um, I'm sure somebody will let me know, and I'll get that put on the website. But I, th- I think this is newer stuff. Uh, it's just two tracks from their live show at uh, the Black Sheep on April 1st in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, if you made it this far, man, thank you. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, Broadway Calls talking exclusively about their Blasting Room recording experience and their new album coming out soon on Side One Dummy. So, all right, this is Larry and his Flash Live. Thanks, buddies. Thank you guys so much for having us. It's always a good ass time here. Who was, uh, who was down at Kim Folks the first time we ever went down to uh, Matthew Springs to play here? Right on. Thank you all so much for coming out tonight. I hope you have a wonderful time. Let's all get crazy, shall we? Let's all get crazy, shall we? Let's all get fucking crazy, shall we?
Just feel 